Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. When is the last time you believed that you just don't know how? I want you to think about the last time you felt like you didn't know how to move forward in your business. Now, if you're like me and most of my clients, it was probably yesterday. (laughs) I'm Jill Wright. I'm a money mindset coach. I expose the lies women tell themselves about money and help them build a secure relationship with money so they can sign more clients, help more people, and make more money. Now, yesterday I was working on an assignment that I needed to complete for my copywriting certification course, and I felt really stuck. I'm working on getting certified as a copywriter because I think it just fits so nicely with what I do coaching coaches on money mindset. I love writing and I love brainstorming. Writing copy is essentially learning to clearly communicate. I need to write good copy in my own business, so that's one less thing I need to outsource. All great reasons, reasons I like for getting better at copywriting. And it's been really good. I've learned so much. But now back to this assignment, I had it on my calendar to work on. But I noticed that when it was time to work on it, I found myself really not wanting to. And when I paused to understand why I might not want to work on it, I found an old familiar thought. It's been one that I've noticed a lot since I became an entrepreneur trying to build a coaching business. I'm sure it's been there a lot more times than I've actually noticed it, but I've noticed it a lot of times. So that kind of tells you how many times it's actually there way more. If, you know, if we only see about uh, 20% of our thoughts, then that means that it's there about four times more than I think it is. So the belief that I'm talking about is, I don't know, or I don't know how. This takes a lot of different forms. Most of the time for me, it's, I don't know how. And I hear this kind of from my clients too, a lot. I don't know how to get started on this assignment is what I was thinking yesterday. I'm confused. I'm not sure what they want this to look like. What if what I do isn't right? Does any of those sound familiar? Yeah, I can so easily get stuck there in I don't know land, but lately I've been questioning this one a lot. Thanks to my coach, Dave. (laughs) He says, just notice it and write it down every time you think of it and then ask yourself, right? So it's, but I guess it's working because it's starting to become more automatic. In fact, I started to question it without even realizing that I was questioning it. It was a few hours after I actually finished the assignment when I was doing my thought download and my self-coaching for the day that I actually saw how all of that had unfolded in my brain and I was completely fascinated. I thought to myself, I really need to tell somebody about this. And so here we are. I'm telling you about it. So when I didn't want to do the assignment, it was because in that moment, I was believing the thought my brain offered me of, I don't know how. At first I did what I normally do. I let myself get distracted on other things that were not on my calendar for that time. (laughs) Ever done that? I conveniently realized that I forgot to calendar time for lunch. Of course, I have to have lunch. So 
you know, I just kept doing this over and over. I couldn't get focused, which has happened to me so many times. Now, maybe that's why so many people like me are prone to procrastination. I think most of our brains naturally default to I don't know. It seems like it anyway. It sort of makes sense because if we don't know, then we don't have to actually do. And, you know, we know the things that motivate our survival brain, right? And so this falls right in line with that. So first, it avoids pain at least temporarily, the pain of figuring it out, the pain of doing something that we think is hard. Second, it leaves a lot more time and space for pleasure. If I don't have to do this thing, then what else can I do that I might enjoy more? And third, it conserves energy, at least conceptually. Now I'll talk in a minute why that's not actually true, but that's what's motivating my brain to put it off. And that's a triple threat from the motivational triad. It hits all three motivations. Plus, your brain gets an added bonus. Your brain loves, loves, loves bonuses. And that's why so many of those TV-only ads offer those bonuses. Oh, and wait, there's more. (laughs) So here's the bonus that your brain gets. Your brain gets to put it off until it absolutely has no other choice but to get it done but to figure it out in order to get it done. Your survival brain totally likes this approach. It puts it off now and it thinks it's more efficient to do it later when it can't procrastinate any longer. So if you think about it, if there's a tiger at the door of the cave, your adrenaline kicks in, there's a sense of extreme urgency. Every single bit of energy gets directed at figuring it out. There's no time for all the drama. It's a quick hit of all hands on deck. There's no time to question anything. It just gets done and then it's over. So that seems easier to your brain. And maybe that's why so many people think they work better under pressure. It's because that adrenaline gets kicks in, it gets done, gets done quickly, and then it's over. But I don't think this approach is beneficial to your best self because avoidance doesn't serve us best. What serves us best is to stick to the plan we designed ahead of time on purpose and believe what we need to believe to figure it out now so we can use our energy more efficiently later. So it's one of those, do what you have to do now so that you have the freedom to do what you want to do later. So when you give into that short-term gratification, you actually prolong the amount of time you're giving energy and attention to that task. So if you say you'll do that task on Tuesday morning at 9am and you procrastinate on that task until the last possible moment, let's say Friday at midnight when it's absolutely due, your brain will be working on that task in the background from the time you see it on the calendar on Tuesday at 9am until the time you complete it at on Friday at midnight. And so if you just go ahead and figure it out and complete it on Tuesday at 9am, then your brain has time and space to spend on the other things that are on your calendar. It's not carrying, you know, that open loop task with it all through the week. So if it's just like if you sign a client and that client keeps putting off paying you for the program that you just had them sign up for, 
then you can't actually use that money to pay bills in your business until that client stops procrastinating. Meanwhile, you're spending energy watching your inbox or your Stripe account, waiting for the payment to come in so you can pay the bills that are due. How productive will you be knowing that that payment hasn't come in so you can't pay the bills? You're going to be distracted. You're going to be unfocused. Instead, it makes more sense to stick with the plan and figure it out now. It's true, it might take more energy now to figure it out, right now, but at least that way I get it done, I can move on to the next task I need to give time and attention to. My brain is cleared of that last task because I have closure. I started, I worked, I finished, I closed the loop. I don't have this open loop. And when your brain has an open loop, It works on that loop until it's closed. So you have multiple things going on in the background, which takes time and energy away from doing the best job you can and from staying focused to get more done or get more things done well or get more things done more efficiently. So now contrast that to giving into I don't know or indulging in confusion, which leads to procrastinating and avoiding, maybe buffering, maybe being unfocused as you're trying to, quote, discipline yourself into action or muscle your way through or power your way through the whole time you're resisting doing it, but trying to shame yourself into doing it. And so finally, out of energy and out of willpower, you quickly give in and give in your power and you, you put it off. And so now you move on to the next task without closing that loop. So your brain is working on that problem while it's trying to focus on the current task where you'll also struggle because you've just reduced your available bandwidth. So you may think you're only working on one thing, but your brain is working on multiple things, depending on how many loops that you've left open. So it's no wonder I felt so distracted, so scattered, and so unfocused. And if there's no external deadline, then it's possible to just procrastinate indefinitely. So how much brain space does that use up with all of those open loops, right? And this is why it's so important to notice these patterns, to decide ahead of time how you'll handle time, how you'll handle urges to procrastinate, and how you'll, you'll close all of those loops so that your brain can move on to the next task and be focused on those next open loops. So decide all of that ahead of time with, you know, whatever you don't decide will unfortunately, be decided for you. So if you want to be in control of your decisions, decide as much as you can ahead of time and on purpose. This will lead to feeling less scattered, more focused. You'll be more intentional about how you um, are doing that task. And you can also be intentional about how you want to feel even when you're starting a task. Before you start a task, decide how you want to feel when you're doing that task. When you start a task feeling focused, feeling inspired or creative, feeling determined or capable, you know, whatever emotion best fuels you to complete the task, when you start the task feeling that way, you'll be a lot less likely to indulge in confusion. When you do Uh, notice that you're producing a different 
fuel than the one you intended, then you can check in with yourself, find out why, and switch to a better fuel source, which means switching to something to believe that produces a better emotion to fuel you through that assignment, that project. And so that's what I ended up doing with my assignment. Where I normally might get stuck, this time I did something that I don't always do when I find myself in this type of situation. I persisted. I kept deciding that I am going to do this thing. Somehow, some way, I will figure it out and I will get it done. Essentially, what I did was I made it non-negotiable. And I think that's what flipped the switch for me. So when my brain showed up with the default thought of, I don't know how, I was ready with the questions. Well, what do you know? What could you figure out? What do you want to do about it? So if the circumstance is, I don't know how, there's lots of things I can do about that. I can get in touch with somebody and ask them, you know, what do you expect from this assignment? What is this supposed to look like? Or I can just go based on what I know about previous assignments. There's lots of things I can do other than sit there in confusion. And so that's where I went with this instead. And this comes from training your brain on how you want to operate, how you want to show up, becoming the person that shows up in your business, how you want to show up and practicing over and over and over showing up that way. So if you're thinking, oh, I don't know how to do that, Jill. Well, you can start by deciding how you want to show up, write it down, visualize showing up that way, and then practice the thought you want to believe that leads to you showing up that way. Be persistent and make it non-negotiable. And before you know it, you'll be doing this without even realizing it, like I did yesterday, (laughs) which means you'll be experiencing more in your business. It will be amazing. You will be amazing. Because if there's one thing I know, it's that you are made for more.